Did you clap? Yes, I did. Okay, I didn't hear it. On my oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Should we do it again? No, it's okay. No, it's fine. Okay. Hopefully, Jane will cut this part out. Yeah. Okay. Please, Jane, cut this out. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to another episode of DCOM Intern. I'm your co-host, Chelsea, and not with me is Jane. Jane is under the weather today and couldn't make the record, uh, but she said it'd be fun to listen to an episode that she wasn't part of, so we're going to do it anyway. Um, I am joined today by a lovely guest co-host, Lydia. Yeah. Hi. Um, Lydia, I'm so Hi. I'm so excited to be here on one of my favorite podcasts, DCOM Intern, the only podcast to listen to the best Disney Channel original movies. I love Chelsea and Jane so much, but... Um, oh my god. Yeah. with That's so nice. I said before we started recording, this is like Hoda and Kathy Lee, like when one of them gets pregnant yeah. or goes on vacation, that like they have like yeah. a guest co-host. So that's kind of like the I, vibes that we're doing right now. I was like, I have to introduce, like, I have to do the intro for the podcast. I don't know how to do that. So, and we've decided that Chelsea is Hoda. Yeah, because I said Hoda is the less funny one. <laughs> so, if if today's episode is a stinker, it's because Jane is not here. So sorry. In <laughs> we're we're gonna like do our best though. We're we really gonna, gonna put on a performance. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna try to do Jane proud because I miss her. I, I this one's for Jane. Here. This, this one's one for Jane. I hope she Jane. feels better soon. Let's get some J's in the chat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Lydia, thank you for coming back. It's been, we are overdue for another visit from you because you joined <laughs> us for one of our our first, like, definitive pump intern episodes where we talked about Vanderpump Rules. Um, yeah, for almost, like, two hours we talked about Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, we, we kind of went on, a, like, you know, a political digression there for a bit, Uh but we mostly talked about Vanderpump in that episode because yeah. you and I watched the show at the same time. Yes. And since then, it is now May. I finished the show. Not only have I finished Vanderpump Rules, but I started my first Real Housewives show. And I'm on yes. season five of The Real Housewives oh, of New York. Oh, my God. Roni, I, had, I had no idea you were that far into Roni. That's, yeah. And they just did a major like amazing. cast overhaul. I'm very excited about it. Just like they did on this season of, of Vanderpump. Exactly. So they, like, I'm introduced a bunch of new characters. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm super far behind this season because Me too, I, I am too actually. I have just not been in the mood to watch Vanderpump during quarantine. <laughs> and I was actually talking to someone last night about how funny it is that you and I binged all like seven seasons of Vanderpump rules before quarantine. Yeah, that was like, that's, all before that's quarantine started. We did before the fucking pandemic hit, which is so funny to look back on. Because we should have been outside. We should have been with we our friends. We should have been at the bar. Like, get yeah. out of your apartment. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't know it was coming. But no, we didn't. And, and you know, in our defense, it was winter time. It's it's very yeah. cold where we live. Yeah, that's um, true. Good point. Good point. But but yeah, now we now we can't leave, and now I'm like not in the mood to watch Vanderpump, which is weird. Yeah, I normally, like, just uh, skip a couple weeks and then get caught up all at once. So, I, like, binge it for a couple hours or something. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I'll I'm do. I'm going to have to do. I might, maybe I'll do that this week. Yeah, that's a good idea. Up. I think, because yeah, I was be checking, plan. we have, like, Sling TV so we can record things. Mm-hmm. 
and I was watching the challenge last night and I noticed I had like 18 episodes of Vanderpump recorded and I was like how can that possibly be true that's funny so I have a lot to catch up on but best of luck yeah I don't know how much I have to catch up on I don't think not the whole season I've seen Jackson Brittany's wedding yeah I think I, I think I I think that's like the I think the last episode I watched was the one right before that so I haven't even seen the wedding yet Ooh, I know. So I need to get caught up. <laughs> I need to get caught up. But one piece of of news that's relevant to you is that you just graduated college. Oh yeah, I did. I graduated college last Saturday. So we're recording yeah. this on a Wednesday. So it's last Saturday. Not even a week. I'm a college graduate though. So just just a a fresh grad here. <laughs> just a I fresh just grad say, here. Just wanted to say congratulations and have it be recorded because <laughs> Thank I know you this so was much. I know this was not the senior year you had envisioned, but um, nope. <laughs> but thank you but so here much. We are. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's definitely not what I envisioned, but I mean it's it's whatever. It's I'm kind of honestly over at it over it at this point. Like, yeah, there's no point yeah. of being sad about it for like oh, I don't know. I found out about this like over a month ago. It's kind of sunk right. in but I can we can only move forward exactly and I you exactly. know what I say I say bring it on bring it on <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah so we today we're going to continue our series on Kirsten Dunst movies because again Jane and I just couldn't really stomach watching decoms during quarantine um but we can always stomach watching Kirsten Dunst movies because she's so phenomenal and today we're going to talk about the 2000 classic, Bring It On. I'm pretty sure this movie invented the cheerleading genre. Yes. Like so many it's movies and TV so shows good. now, like you have to... Con- uh, so many, yeah, so many like tropes. Kind of from this. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So many tropes were created in this movie. So many themes and just patterns in movies it are also just, directly related to Bring It On. It really checks all the boxes for like 2000s teen movie too. Or I guess like and yeah, cuz yep. it was came out in the year 2000. So it was really that yes, like so it really set to the, the tone for that of, entire decade. Absolutely. The absolutely. Yeah. The Bring It On decade if you will. They call the 2000s. The Bring It On decade. You know, the 2020s is of course the decade of Avatar. Yes, and I'm very but excited. But I think I think the the twenty aughts was the decade of Bring It On and the Bring It On series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think we figured it out. I think so too. Okay, so before we get too into the movie, I did want to do a quick news roundup because again, we're not talking about decoms right now, but I'm still like reading the Disney news, still seeing what's going on in the entertainment world, which is truthfully not much right now because. All the productions are shut down. Movies are being delayed. Everyone's at home, stuck inside. Um, but the breaking news this week was that Hamilton is coming to Disney Plus on July 3rd. Have you seen that? Are you familiar? Are you a Hamilton person? A Hamilhead? I'm not. I, I, so here's the thing. I, and this might get me canceled, but I think that Broadway is like fucking weird. Like, it's so classist and, like, I can't just, like, fucking fly to New York and see a Broadway show. So, like, when people talk about musicals, it's yeah. like that, that's, that's like, a, a, a topic I pretty much know nothing about because 
I just don't really ever go to the theater. And even when there's traveling productions, it's so hard to get tickets. Like Hamilton came to Minneapolis, but tickets sold out instantly. So it was like, there's no chance I could have gone. I can't afford to spend like $300 on a scalped ticket to go see fucking Hamilton. Yeah. Modern like professional theater is like very classist. And that's like the biggest thing I don't like about it. But I like musicals other than the fact. I, I... and another thing, because it's like this big Broadway whatever, it's like you cannot find recordings of any of the shows. Because I remember when I was like younger wanting to like watch some of the Broadway musicals right. online somewhere. And it's like they yeah, do like not I exist. I wanted to watch Spring Awakening so bad and I could never find like a recording of it. But people it's like, always talked about how great Spring Awakening was. So, and if, so it's like this whole it's like this whole section of pop culture that's totally inaccessible to me and kind of always has been. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get what Weird. you mean. Yeah, so, but that being said, are you going to watch Hamilton when it comes on Disney Plus? Yeah, of course, because I have to know, like, what the deal is. What the deal is? Okay, yeah, absolutely, me too. Yeah, I have listened to the soundtrack, and, like, it's fine. I mean, I think that Lin-Manuel Miranda is a little bit cringeworthy most of the time. I know, right? How are we going to watch this after knowing who he is and what he posts online? Because it's like, if it came out, if I saw it as soon as it came out, it's like, oh, we don't really know who this character is yet. Yeah, it's this should have happened three years ago, but there's some weird thing where like you have to be in New York to see theater and really understand it, which I just don't appreciate. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so now I'm going to like watch this and be like, Alexander Hamilton is like this. Good morning, starshine. Like, get out there and face the day, queen. Like, type yeah. of character. I don't know yeah. if I can do it. But how, that being said, I'm also going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely going to watch it. Maybe I'll see. Maybe I'll talk to Jane and see if we can do an episode on it. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, and then maybe we can talk about both Hamilton and Yang Milton, which was, of course, the Andrew Yang. What? Hamilton parody musical. Oh, no. I think oh, it was no. called Yang Milton. Somebody rewrote all the Hamilton songs. Oh, no. Um, but made them related to Andrew Yang. So there was like one about universal basic income and one about his wife being a stay-at-home mom like those are the only two things i know about andrew yang (laughs) i didn't know his wife was a stay-at-home mom he brought it up at like every debate that's why he has like that's why he we need ubi and it's like oh okay i for sure tuned out when he (laughs) talked because i was like get real dude you're just another like rich person ubi is not gonna work the way that you want it to oh i bet they have another song about math because oh for sure yeah 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 I know that uh, Jack Allison streamed a lot of it on Jack AM and stuff when it was um, when Yang was still in the race. Yeah, which Rest is in weird peace. to talk about now. Rip, rip. But so yeah, so Hamilton's coming to Disney Plus. It's like a live recording of one of the stage productions. I forget where what theater it was from. I guess I don't even know for sure that it's like the original cast, like the original. Broadway I think it is. It is the original cast. I think I read that. Oh, okay, great. Because I wasn't sure if it was one of the touring casts or not, but so yeah, that yeah, should that so, should be good, I guess. Um, do you think Disney yeah, they should put all of their Broadway musicals on Disney Plus, like yeah, Lion King, Little Mermaid, like all of that? Yeah, why not I, throw them know, up there? I have I have seen Lion King on stage because my mom had always wanted to see it. So for her birthday a couple years ago, I got tickets for me and her and my grandma to go, um, and. They played in like the the Palace Theater or something in Minneapolis and we went and it was it was fun. It was like it, it was entertaining. Like the costumes were great and we were sitting in the aisle. So 
there's a scene kind of in the opening where a lot of the characters who are in the big animal costumes walk down the aisles to get to the stage so they like walked right by us and that was really cool that's fun. Like it was. It was. Just I feel like, like that's fun that's to do with my yeah. That's why you grandma, see Lion. You know. King. That's why you see yeah, Lion King. Is... Exactly. You take your mom and your grandma to it. You have a nice dinner beforehand. Exactly. Yeah. That sounds great. And a nice night at the at the theater. At the theater. What'd you wear? Did you wear something fancy? I actually the picture I posted for Mother's Day was from that night, so I wore Aww. like a like a maxi dress. Love that. Because it was like August, so. That's so yeah. cute. Okay. Aww. Okay, great. Yeah, now we're, I'm so on board with Hamilton coming to Disney Plus now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to watch it with my mom and my grandma. Oh, my God. <laughs> Except I probably won't because um, I that's just a lot to be trapped in a room with people in <laughs> July even. So I don't know if I can handle my mom, my grandma, and Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Like that's three. My grandma, my grandma for sure does not know what Hamilton is. So she'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> Those are like very big personalities. Like, <laughs> why is why is this man rap singing? Like, I'd be like, what "This," <laughs> be like, "This was President Alexander Hamilton." <laughs> yeah, and she'd be like, "Okay, great. How many Native Americans did he slaughter?" Okay, cool. Yeah, right. Like my grandma would know anything about that. <laughs> My my grandma does. She's very uh, very into that kind of thing. Okay, Queen. Yeah. Oh, my grandma's great. We could talk about it offline, but my okay for sure. Like my fucking idol. I love her so much. Love her too. Okay, so we're gonna watch Hamilton when it comes to Disney Plus. Yes. Um, the other update is that Shanghai Disneyland is now open. They reopened on Monday two days ago, and like we're still in the midst of a global pandemic but disneyland and in, in shanghai it, has reopened isn't it like a little bit better over there though it has gotten better i think that in shanghai or in like the province shanghai's in they haven't had a confirmed new case in like a month or something that's pretty good um and so disneyland over there is operating at like 30 percent capacity okay so they're only letting a certain like you know 30 percent of the normal capacity in every day you've got to make reservations you have to wear masks you get temperature screenings all this stuff um but the new like ceo of disney bob chapek i think his name is his name's also He's bob been... yeah yeah oh so not bob Iger, but the other bob oh he's been doing interviews all week about when Walt Disney World in Florida and Disneyland in California are going to reopen. Yeah, no, that shit should stay closed. That shit should stay closed. Like, we, we've we now passed, what, like, 85,000 people in this country have died? Yeah, I was going to say, that's not the con- cases. Like, confirmed cases is, like, a million or something. Two million, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but that's, like, the actual number of, of deaths we've had. That's which is crazy. Bonkers. That's so scary. Um. And so they're talking about when Disney World and Disneyland will reopen. Who cares? They, like, and who's going to go said, there? Like, people are going to go. People love. I mean, World I know people like, are going to go, but it's just like, how sad would that be? It's like you're here, are the teacups. Let's take your picture with the teacups in an empty right. Disneyland, and you have the mask on your face. And oh wait, let's yes. take your temperature real quick. It's just like, yeah. If we're gonna, what he said is is they they are probably gonna require guests to wear masks, but it's a lot less socially acceptable here in the U.S. than it is in China. So, 
we'll see if people actually follow that. That's so crazy. I have I don't even know. Yeah. And I mean, so Disney Springs, which is the big shopping center outside of Disney World. So Disney World has four parks plus Disney Springs, which is their big like outdoor mall essentially. Disney Springs is reopening next week. Like next Wednesday, I think. I'm going to be real with you. Um my tanning salon opens on Friday and yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to fuck around. <laughs> Well, you know, I, that's a lot more contained. And they yes. can disinfect tanning beds after every use. And they do. And I already How got an you... email about, like, the new procedures and, like, to wear your mask yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. But I still feel like, like a bad how... person. How do they disinfect... How do they disinfect the rides after the whole use? park? There's no yeah, way no, they there's can. there's no way they can. Because I was going to say about the Shanghai park. I mean, like, that's I don't know. I don't know anything about this kind of thing, but I feel like that's fine. There hasn't been a new case in like a month. That seems okay. But the ones in the United States, right. no, absolutely not. Like that's bad. No good. Not a good it's idea. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But I've seen reports that Disney's essentially losing a billion dollars every month that good. the parks are closed. Good. Which good. That means they can probably they'll probably have to stop acquiring other companies soon. Yeah. Which they should. Absolutely. Like they I should, hate Disney so much. Not, they should not be able to buy Sony, which is what they're trying to do probably right now. Sony, Sony's like X-Men and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, so, then, um, so, so let's, let's just no, give it all to Disney. X-Men was Fox. So Disney already owns X-Men. Yeah. So like, let's just give them everything. Everything is Sony, Disney. Sony owns the distribution rights to Spider-Man. This is my favorite is Disney podcast about Disney how we hate it. Disney. Yes. Like, I, look, I have never really been shy about the fact that I love a lot of Disney shit. Oh, me too. But me like, too. Disney as a company, it needs to fucking die. It like, is, like, the pure representation of, like, evil capitalism. Because it's, like, yeah, all, your fa- all your fairy tale dreams, like, princesses and mermaids and superheroes and stuff. But this is the worst capitalist. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know. Like, monopoly that even will ever exist. And it's, it sucks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, um, I hate Disney. Um, Fuck Disney. Yeah. I hope that they lose enough money where they can't continue, like, buying other companies. Or that they can't keep doing, like, these god-awful remakes. That would be awesome, too. Yeah. That's another thing is they're apparently planning a a live-action Hercules remake, which is just why. Yeah. Can't wait for that to be whitewashed. That's the beauty of animation yeah it's for sure gonna be whitewashed because disney does that to everything but that's like the beauty of animation is that it really is pretty timeless like it doesn't matter when the movie came out if it's animate like if it's drawn like how disney used I to do things i completely agree yeah it's always gonna look good like if you watch snow white which came out in what like literally the 40s or something yeah like almost 100 years amazing ago, yeah um, and here's my take on the Disney remakes. It's like, if you're going to remake them, do something different with it. But like the remakes sure, that Disney yeah. does, they're literally shot for shot, like the exact same story the whole way through. Like Beauty yep. and the Beast and stuff like that. It's like, did this need to be made? Did it need to be made? Yes. Yeah. And that's why I was kind of excited to watch the Mulan live Because it seemed different. They said it. Yeah. They said it wasn't going to be like, it wasn't going to be a musical wasn't going to be shot for shot it was going to be different it was going to be more true to like the actual um sort of like chinese i don't know if it was a fairy tale or if it was based on a real person or not but yeah the, the sort of chinese legend of 
Mulan. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot more true to that. And that was supposed to be coming out like right now, I think, right? It was supposed to come out like March. Yeah. So sorry about that, Disney, too. That got very delayed. And another delay this this week that they announced, which is related to the Disney-Fox merger, is the New Mutants, which is like an X-Men kind of offshoot. And this movie, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've heard of it. But no, this, this sounds movie awful. Has now been, it's now been delayed five fucking times. <laughs> Maybe just cancel that. Maybe just dump that. It was, it was a movie that Fox made and produced and shot. And then when Disney bought Fox, they had to delay it. And then um, Disney just kept delaying it because I think they wanted to re-edit it because <laughs> they didn't want the Fox edit out there, probably. That's and now it's it's supposed to be coming out in like July and they've delayed it until August. But it's like, I don't know that movie theaters are going to be fucking open in August. And yeah, no, that's a good point. When they keep de- delaying stuff like that, it's like maybe that's a sign. Like maybe just cancel that. Yeah. But just they can't because it'll make them it. like a couple million dollars. So right. maybe if they're lucky. I don't know what movie theaters are going to be like. But yeah. I don't know. Everything so they do is were, awful. So yeah. 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 Those were the main news stories I had. But there was one other thing that happened this week that I yes. wanted to talk about um, as our continuing lizzie mcguire coverage <laughs> so we've talked about lizzie mcguire a ton on the podcast where i'm a huge fan of hillary duff she's incredible she's so good and she along with the rest of the cast of lizzie mcguire organized a zoom table read of one of the most iconic episodes of lizzie mcguire Yes. I specifically remember this episode. Like, I don't remember all Lizzie McGuire episodes, but I remember the bra episode, of course. Of course. It was, like, one of the most memorable episodes. Yeah. So good. So I watched the table read. It was, like, 45 minutes long. Really? the whole goddamn thing. (laughs) I just Um, watched the scene that... I just went watch the scene that was going around on Twitter that was um, like the actual like scene. You know what I mean? The one in the kitchen of Lizzie yelling like, I want a bra. Yeah. 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 So that's the scene that I saw. I yeah, it was so and Hillary Duff is just so good. Oh, yeah. She did a great job. It it made me a little sad that I think the Lizzie McGuire revival is not going to happen because she's so good and she so so easily fell back into playing Lizzie. During mm-hmm. the table read. That I agree. kind of like, oh, like if Disney would just allow the Lizzie revival. To let Lizzie fuck. Free, let, let Lizzie, Lizzie fuck. fuck. Let Lizzie fuck. Move <sighs> it, oh, my God. Move it to Hulu. Do what Veronica Mars did. Let them be free. Bring back the original showrunner. Lizzie wants to get her titties just out. She's shit. got a bra and she wants yeah. to show it off. <laughs> She's got a big old bra now. <laughs> we support you, Hillary uh, Duff. We love you. Oh, I love you, Hillary Duff. We're here for you, and we support uh, Let Lizzie Fuck, yeah. the movement. Let Lizzie Fuck. So, yeah, it's, it's of course, the Lizzie McGuire episode where Lizzie and Miranda um, want to buy their first bras. So they go to the mall, and Lizzie's mom takes them, and Lizzie's mom is, like, trying to help them pick out bras and figure out their sizing and stuff. And Lizzie has this, like, meltdown to her mom, and she's like, I'm practically an adult, and you need to, like, let us do this by ourselves. So her mom gets sad, but, like, leaves them alone, gives them money. But then 
Lizzie and Miranda quickly realize they have no idea how to buy a bra because there's like a band size, there's a cup size. They don't know what any of that means. Boobs are crazy. They run into the mean girls. Boobs are crazy. <laughs> Boobs be like Boobs crazy. crazy. Boobs be like I'm always crazy. changing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the whole the whole cast came back and. Uh, Miranda, who was played by Lelaine, she was there and she looked great because we've talked about her on the podcast before. She had some issues. She was arrested for possession of meth um, back in like 07 or something. And we've talked before about how she was kind of like a victim of the Disney industrial complex where Disney takes these child stars they work them practically to death and then they like let them go and they usually have issues with drugs and alcohol um, and just get like, you know, destroyed by this, this system that Disney has created. So it was really nice to see her at the table read. She looks great. She did a really good job reading for Miranda. It was just, it was nice to see that she's doing good. I agree. I thought they all did like a really good job. It was so cute. I yeah. only saw like a little yeah. bit of it, but it was really cute. Everyone go watch it. All yeah, you Lizzie heads. It. It all you Lizzie heads out there. <laughs> um, and of course, they were encouraging viewers to donate to a bunch of different charities who are working toward like COVID relief type stuff, like providing PPE to healthcare workers and um, I think a food bank maybe. But, of course, they didn't say if any of the actors were donating money themselves. Which yeah, interesting. Which is what they always do. They want, like, us to Us to do money. it. It's like, I don't have any money either. <laughs> They're never transparent about what they donate, so. That's not, like, Whatever. the only, like, sh- like, childhood show that has done, like, a reunion. I don't know. I know this is so my childhood and not your childhood, but the Demi Lovato. <laughs> I am old. No, I didn't even mean that. I just mean it's, like, this is, like, some Zoomer shit. But um, oh yeah, and I'm the, not a zoomer. So the Demi Lovato show, um, Sunny with a Chance. I think they did like a oh, little yeah. reunion on yeah. Zoom or something, and then they like put that out there. Oh, they did, yeah. Because I I saw the clip of Demi Lovato of someone asking like what they've been up to since they. And all she's like, I went to rehab. Demi was like, I went to rehab three <laughs> times or whatever. Yeah, that's so funny. I feel like those love Demi Lovato. Like blessings to her as well. Yes, peace and blessings. She was another victim of the fucking Disney or Disney industrial complex. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Peace and love to all of our Disney babes. Um, we love you. We support Peace you. Peace and love. It's not your fault. You <laughs> were fault. pawns of capitalism and you deserve better. Yeah. Keep those parks closed. Keep those parks <laughs> closed. Um, Disney does not need any more blood on their hands. But like shit like this is so much better than like the parks and rec bullshit. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch that. and I didn't I watch it either, like, and I don't need to watch it. It's just supposed to be like, oh, Leslie f- discovers Zoom. Like, oh, that's the funniest shit you guys could come up with is, like, the cast right. of Parks and Rec figuring out how Zoom works. Right. That's so boring. Right. I hate that. Well, and there's all the reports of um, networks and, and others creating content based on quarantine, like creating content where it's going to be, like, shows filmed entirely over Zoom. Oh, I hate that. So fucking stupid and I hate it. It's like we people are dying and thirty five million people are out of work. Eighty five thousand people are fucking dead. Like, can we just 
not have can we just not hear from celebrities right now i would just really love for rich people to shut the fuck shut up. the fuck up yeah if only like they could take that hint because i don't think they're catching on at all um like just just please shut the fuck up i don't want to hear from anybody well that's why chrissy teigen locked her a twitter million dollars yeah she has now unlocked it but chrissy teigen locked her twitter with 12 million followers because somebody was rude to her which is whatever <laughs> i i don't really have a side in this battle because i don't really like chrissy teigen anymore they're both bad don't really care about i didn't know who the other woman was yeah me either it doesn't happened. matter so it's like who gives a shit like i don't care about millionaires feelings yeah like if you if you if you wanted your if you wanted to feel protected and never ever be attacked by anyone don't be a fucking millionaire i agree don't be a celebrity like yeah. get a regular normal job like this bitch has a line at target and she wants me to feel sorry for her yeah. it's like you're not being cyber like they're, bullied like they're exactly it's like you have a million dollars you don't get to fucking talk about your menchies i hate that shit <laughs> it's like there are there are people out there who are working in grocery stores without ppe and they're getting like literally spit on by customers and shit and it's like that's who i fucking have sympathy for in this scenario i agree and chrissy like, teigen's like sympathy. maids yeah it's like fuck chrissy teigen fuck chrissy teigen fuck chrissy teigen sorry not sorry we're, we're team people. kate raft team kate raft <laughs> in this kate raft invented feuding with chrissy teigen she really did though and we acknowledge don't that don't ever forget it yes um all right all right that was my news updates of the week do you have anything? Have you heard anything that you want to talk about? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I've been doing absolutely nothing. Last night I watched Bring It On. So let's let's do Bring It On. Talk <laughs> about it. We're going to get into Kirsten Dunst. I do want to ask before we start talking about Bring It On, how, like what are your feelings on Kirsten Dunst? Oh, pro, obviously. Amazing. Queen. Um, I think yeah. that my introduction of her was more so Spider-Man. I remember the Spider-Man movies oh, being yeah. like the first. Yep kirsten dunn's movies i watched and then like as i got like more older i saw bring it on and then like i remember she's in an interview yes. with, a with a vampire i saw that one too yep. um yep. all all very positive interactions with kirsten dunst all very positive wait is she in she was in virgin suicides too wasn't she yeah yep yeah yep. so she she's like sofia coppola's little darling. girl yeah i love that yeah. i love that so sofia coppola puts her in like everything i love that i love sofia coppola i love kirsten yeah. dunst i'm pro both of them so and you've seen the bling ring right because i think yes. you tweeted about it the other day yeah i did see i it. recently watched the bling ring for the first time and kirsten dunst has a cameo because sofia coppola just can't she can't help but put kirsten dunst wait in is movies. she I don't remember that. What yeah. is she? What's she her has, little thing? She has just a brief cameo as herself in one of the club scenes towards like the beginning of the movie. That's amazing. I should rewatch she's, it. They're just like, oh, that's Kirsten Dunst. Like they, <laughs> she's just playing herself. That's so, so cool. Funny. I love that. Yeah. That's a great movie. That's like one of my favorite movies. It's It was really good. Because I love the Nancy Joe. Alexis Nyers. <laughs> Alexis, Alexis Nyers calling. <laughs> I'm really unhappy. With the way you were portrayed me. three in inch BB shoes. <laughs> or BB heels. Like, what the fuck does she say? Oh, so good. She, it's, you said I wore six inch Louboutins. But they were two inch, inch brown BB, BB shoes. <laughs> something. Something like that. If you don't know what we're talking about, you can just um, YouTube. What, what the fuck was her show called? Um, I, just look up um, Nancy Joe. This is Alexis Nyers calling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like an iconic it's so good scene from reality television uh 
there's a really good article in Vanity Fair. It's the article that Nancy Joe wrote that Alexis is mad about. It's called like the the uh, thieves the s- wore Louboutins. Yeah, or the suspects the wore Louboutins or something. The suspects. That's what it is. Yeah. Yep. So and that's great. what the that's what the bling ring is based on. Is that article? Yes. It's so funny. Great. So I'm glad that's <laughs> Kirsten Dunst related. I didn't even realize that. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah. So bring it on. Bring it on. Like. I was, I was a little, I think, young for the target audience when this came out. This came out in 2000, so I was 10. I was three. Um, But this was like a very, yeah, I know. (laughs) 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 Um, This was like a very formative movie for like my preteen and then teenage years. Like it was the movie that me and all my friends loved. We could quote it endlessly. We could watch it at every single sleepover and never get sick of it. I owned it on VHS. Like That was like Mean Girls for me. Yeah. Mean Girls was a big one for me too because that was like 04. So that okay, was maybe I was like, like, maybe I that's think a freshman in high school. I don't know. I guess, do you want to hear how I saw this for the first time? My yes, friends and I, I watched um, like the newer ones. Like the, which one, like one of the off, one of the later ones. You know what okay. I mean? And I think it yeah, was like the one. The bring it on, never it, stop, never stopping or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, too, like too fast. Bring it too, on, bring it on. Nothing, I yeah. Think is one, too, I don't remember which. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of a joke about like too fast, too furious, but I don't know how that could work. That. Um, but. Too bring two on. <laughs> okay. But, um, it was the one where it was like, the two teams and then they had to combine the teams and it's like the Shets or something. It's like because it was like the Jets and the Sharks and then they combined teams and they were like the Shets then. Oh my God. It was so, oh, that's so bad. So like we watched that and then we were like, oh, let's watch like all the Bring It On movies. And that's when I watched it. So pro- I probably watched it like over 10 years after it came that's out. so wild to me because I don't think I've seen any of the sequels. Yeah, I've seen like maybe two and they were always on like I've- ABC Family. Now known as yeah. Freeform. Well, Hayden, Hayden Panettiere or whatever is in one of them, right? I'm, she, I'm, I'm sure she is. I have no idea, but, like, I'd be willing to bet money that she is. Because, like, she fits right into that kind of role. Because she was, of course. She was the first the Florence C-com. Pugh. Oh, wow. That's a good <laughs> Wasn't take. she? Like, she yes. kind of was, though. Yeah, she was on Bring It On, or she was in Bring It On All or Nothing. But oh, she okay. was, of course, also in the DCOM tiger cruise which is the she was in a couple decoms wasn't she she had to be in another one um she was also in is racing stripes a decom no that's a zebra movie and um, that's like a nickelodeon zebra movie yeah i think she was only in tiger cruise <laughs> i like how you so said is that a decom no that's a, a tiger or a zebra movie like it's its own thing zebra well, movies <laughs> <laughs> well there are there are some decoms about racing and i couldn't remember if that was one of them and then i hovered over the link and it was a picture of a zebra so. <laughs> no that's a zebra <laughs> it's the other category of film it's either a decom or it's a zebra movie yeah there's only two yeah i agree there's only two categories of cinema but this roger ebert said that this movie is so great because it in my opinion, and I wrote this down as I was watching it last night, and I completely believe this. Name another movie with a more iconic opening scene. Like, you can't do it. You, you cannot can't do, do it. it. it is... And you know what? I actually have a fun fact about that. Really? 
they almost cut that from <gasps> the movie. No. And the writer, the writer of the movie, Jessica Bettinger, she like went to bat for the opening. She was like, you, let me see if I have the quote. It's formative. It's like necessary to the entire tone. Like, oh my God, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. So she did an interview where she said, there was talk of cutting the opening number and I just threw myself on the sword. I was like, if you cut this cheer, then it's just a dumb movie and who cares? I totally agree. To let everybody know your tongue is in your cheek. There needs to be self-awareness. I love that. Which is what that entire opening does is it creates like a tongue in cheek self-awareness for the entire movie. Yes, because they literally it's this like this cheerleader little cheer. But then in the cheer, it's like about how they're whores and guys want to touch their chest. And um, yeah. you yeah. can look, but don't you hump? Like, it's so good. And it. It yeah, it does set the tone of the whole movie of kind of like this is yes. goofy. And like it, and it introduces the character. Literally, I love any movie that right away says the character's name. Yes, and it also sets up like it this is Torrance having a stress dream about whether or not she's going to be named captain. Mm-hmm. So it like it gives her some like immediate immediate plot. Yes. Um and an immediate like desire as a character yeah and i like right off the bat like i love how are how many of these characters are over the age of 18 when they recorded this movie most of them there's actually only i think kirsten dunst i think was 17 and i think there were like two other actors who were under 18 everyone else was like in their 20s because before i say something that's gonna get me canceled like everyone in this movie is so hot (laughs) And it's yes. like they're so, playing high yeah. school. I think let's just let's just fucking beep, 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 disclaimer that we are talking from the position of like being young girls who watched this movie. Yes, because I was a young when girl. It would have been age appropriate. Absolutely. But like yeah. everyone in the movie okay. is so hot. Like so hot. So goddamn hot. It's kind of crazy. Like, I have this I have this in my notes that Cliff, who's of course played by Jesse Bradford, he's so he, hot. Like, single-handedly set my taste in men for like a decade. <laughs> yeah, I feel that like, now. <laughs> like, like I look, I think back on all of the people I dated before my current bur- boyfriend, and I'm like, oh, they're just Cliff from like, <laughs> with his Ramones T-shirts. Like, oh my god, yes. so funny. Yes. And director, the director of Bring It On is Peyton Reed, who is now probably most known for doing Ant-Man, but he also did um, Upright Citizens Brigade. He directed a bunch of episodes of the Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, I thought that's a, like a... But, like, the it's like an improv troupe. I know, but um, is that like a show? Like you said Yeah, there was episodes. a show. Oh, there okay. was a show. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that's what it was. Hold on. I may have said the wrong. No, it's okay. Like, I just group. have no idea. Because I know, yeah, I know it's like an improv group, but I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just, let me just double check here. <laughs> um, uh, but I basically like signed up for cheerleading after yeah, I saw this. It, it was a show. Yeah, it was a show. After I saw this movie when I was in like eighth grade or something, I don't know what grade I was in. I signed up for cheerleading for like one year. Um, Not because I like cheerleading, <gasps> but because. You were a cheerleader? For one year. Wow. In eighth grade. And not because I liked cheerleading or cared about anything about that, but I really liked uh, the social aspect to it. And I liked, like, um, wearing, like, a cute little skirt and, like, hanging out with the boys who yeah. played football. Um, exactly. Yeah. So that's – and then, I, like, I thought it would be, like, bring it on vibes. 
And, I mean, it kind of was, like, in its own little 8th grade real-life way. (laughs) But so I I was obviously not a cheerleader. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, is it obvious that I would be a cheerleader? I feel like it might be. I feel like that fits. That kind of fits your brand. It does kind of fit my brand, but I only did it for one year. Yeah. I was not a cheerleader ever. Actually, my high school didn't have cheerleaders oh that's cool um we had like a dance team but we just like didn't have cheerleaders and there were lots of rumors as to why we didn't have cheerleaders but there was never anything like official as to why um i think we just didn't have funding for it Mm -hmm. and they used like i was in band of course me too uh and what did you play you played saxophone yeah so you knew that yeah played alto sax we're friends Mm -hmm we're friends yeah what do you what did you play clarinet i played clarinet yep yeah you Um, i don't even know if i knew that you just look like a clarinet person yeah i played clarinet in this is gonna be so fucking nerdy i played clarinet in marching and pet band okay and then i played bassoon in concert band oh that's cool i i was only in concert band and i played alto sax yeah, I, I played tenor sax briefly in the jazz band, but jazz band met before school, and I'm not a Ooh, yeah, no. So that did not last very long. I did jazz band uh, briefly, I, too. I, like, learned all the fingerings for tenor sax and then was like, I'm not waking up for this shit. Yeah, I did jazz band briefly, too. Thankfully, I met after school. But my band director was insistent that, like, we had to, like, improvise at, like, our concerts we had. And I could not do it. Like, I did not understand the way the That's instrument worked like that. Like, <laughs> asking for asking for high schoolers to improvise at a concert? Like, That's he was, fucked up. I know. It was, I mean, like, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was, like, a, it was, like, supposed to be, like, low-key vibes. Like, yeah, I don't but know. Still, but still, like, that's so stressful. It was pretty stressful. Especially because I just, like, wasn't good like that. Like, I don't know. I could read music right. and play what you're asking me to do. But I didn't understand music in that kind of way. And I still don't know yeah. if I could do it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I played, I played saxophone for bonkers. a long time. Yeah. Um, only one year a cheerleader, but, like, a ten years of the saxophone. So, that's more my brand i think yeah um i also crazy. love about this like the music in this movie is also like so iconic like that's why i think it defines yes. the whole like high school movies of the 2000s it's like i mean i'm, yeah. I'm not saying it, it was the first the one to do it but it really did like set the soundtrack for that entire decade absolutely like that pop punk like very cool i love when yes. they like they show up to school and it's like this 100 bl- like they're like fucking some 41 is in the yes soundtrack. exactly like of course it is like um yeah really the definition of high school at that time maybe i don't know i wasn't i was like i said i was yeah. three at the time but if i was in it high school made- i would be just like that <laughs> it made way for like American Pie. Actually, I think American Pie was before this. I think it was too. Um so maybe the, maybe the music of American Pie. But American Pie was like 99, maybe 98 if anything. God, could I like it was they were pretty concurrent, I think. That's crazy to think about. So that like this movie is 20 years old. It's 20 years old this year, isn't that? This is like terrifying? vintage, like vintage movie. Like it's vintage. <laughs> it's a vintage movie yeah yeah i love that we like watched like this old movie this week (laughs) you know i always joke that i don't watch movies before like the 80s except for star wars 
But it's really true. Like, I've never seen, like, any classic. And what year were you born? Truly old movies. I was born in 1990. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always say that I don't know anything that ever came out before 1997. Like, music, movies, anything. Which is obviously an exaggeration, but at the same time, kind of true. Right. It's like, I I don't want to watch casablanca it's oh my god who gives a shit who gives a shit who gives a fuck (laughs) but that's not me yeah me too but that's also how i feel about like a lot of other bullshit that i feel like i should maybe like but it's just like who cares at this point who cares it's like i'm not gonna go back and watch a movie from the 40s just not gonna do it i'll be real i'm not gonna watch a movie from like the 70s or 80s unless there's a good reason yeah the only movie from the 70s i watch with any frequency is star wars oh is that from the 70s yeah, and I don't, I don't like, I don't know, know if the public knows my take on Star Wars, but I don't give a shit. So I really don't give a shit yeah. about Star Wars. Yeah, I laughed so hard when you were on Burn After Noticing, which you should listen to Burn After Noticing. Absolutely. Um, which is a podcast about Burn Notice, <laughs> and you asked if Star Lord from Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy was from Star Wars. Wait, I haven't seen, I haven't seen either of those things. I haven't seen Star Wars, and I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. But you hear Star-Lord, and it's like, oh, like, the Star Wars Star-Lord. It's definitely what Luke Skywalker was called in Spaceballs or something. (laughs) Star-Lord. Yeah, I'm sure, like... Star-Lord. I don't even know if that was a joke or if that was completely genuine. That was kind of both. But, um, yeah, no, I don't give a shit. But we have a question today that's, like, kind of relevant to Star Wars, um... So that works. Let's just let's just do it. Just there's, okay. Let's just do it. Jane's not here. There's, there's, <laughs> we can incorporate the, the questions wild, wild through west. the show. Yeah. Let's just do it. Okay. Do you have the question? Um, I thought you did. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Um, no, I absolutely oh, should. Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. Nope. I got it. I got it right here. Okay. Okay. So, this is from Uncle Howard, at Miata Guy number four letter u who says bring it on is one of the best movies ever made true do you think they missed the mark by not casting gabrielle union and kirsten dunst in the phantom menace which is a question that blew my mind i have a take so i have a take but I'm- have you have you ever seen any of the star wars movies yes i wish i could say okay. no and be a total like cool person but i've seen a couple of them (laughs) (laughs) which ones have you seen i've seen like one of the formative first ones like the one where like i don't know Empire strikes probably probably. and then i've seen um phantom menace is that the first one of the the 2000s ones yes okay i I saw that one prequel yeah i saw that one and i like that one i like that movie i'm pro phantom menace yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think that's kind of it. I've seen parts of other ones, but not the whole thing. I think those are the only two that I've seen the whole, like, things of. But, yeah, so I have a take on this question. Um, I don't know if you want to give your yeah. take first because you no, probably have. Ahead. Okay, I think that Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union are above The Phantom Menace. I think that they had more oh. important things to move on to. I think both of them went in better directions with their careers and also, like, paved the way for Natalie Portman to have a role. Um, And other people, I'm sure, are also in that movie. (laughs) The only person I know that's in that is Natalie Portman. (laughs) Uh, Ewan Ewan McGregor is in it. Like, literally, who cares? (laughs) That's the Natalie Portman movie, if you ask me. Um, 
Um, yeah, no, I think they're above it. I don't think they needed to do it. I think that they had perfectly fine careers other way. How could she be in, um, Spider-Man if she was in Star Wars? Exactly. Yeah. She needed to be Mary Jane Watson. phenomenal point. It's a phenomenal point. Because, yeah, when I first saw this question come in, I was like, holy shit. And in my mind, I started envisioning Phantom Menace with Kirsten Dunst. And Gabrielle Union. I guess I don't know who Gabrielle Union would play. I um, kind of almost because I, I assumed that Kirsten Dunst would be Queen uh, Queen Amidala, but then I also thought about like Gabrielle yeah. Union being Queen Amidala, and Gabrielle I kind of love that been a too. Good. That yeah, would be really good. Really good as yeah. Queen Amidala. So I don't know. So I think they. I think okay. Here's I guess here's my take based on what you've said. Is they're both phenomenal actors, and they would have killed it in phantom menace Mm -hmm. but i think you're i think you're right i think that they have such good careers having not been in phantom menace yeah that they just they did just fine good that they were not in it yes i totally agree i'm so glad that we've like solved that one we've solved it we've (laughs) solved it and we can move on now um yeah another point that i've made that i just like just a random thought is that i think the fast and furious are like the bring it on of car movies or like for the fellas or something oh yeah fast and furious is bringing on for the fellas Mm -hmm. they're all like in high school for some reason and it's like loud pop punk music and it's like is this supposed to be tongue-in-cheek even though i think bring it on does it a lot better i think kind of fast and furious like knocks off bring it on (laughs) yeah yeah that's my take on that yeah so okay so we I feel like everyone has seen Bring It On. We don't have yeah. to really talk about the plot of Bring It On. If you haven't seen it, fucking watch it. Like, what are you waiting for? It's such a good movie. And it, I mean, there, I, I was just going to say it holds up, but there are some, like, problems. Oh, my God. I, I counted very, slurs. I counted slurs. Very, yes, very dated to the year 2000. Yeah, no, I counted slurs. <laughs> um, but Because they, they do talk like they were popular girls in the year 2000 and guys so there are yeah there are definitely some like sexist and homophobic slurs being thrown around yeah the only slurs were homophobic slurs but slurs nonetheless and i believe there were one two (laughs) hmm, sorry i have them all in my notes three four five there were five total slurs yeah so, I mean, yeah. that's good, but, I mean, I can just just go through my notes if we don't need to really explain the plot. Um, I wrote, I wrote yeah, down... Yeah, we don't. I mean, it follows, it follows the Rancho County Toros, who are a cheerleading team from a wealthy suburb of L.A. Um, or, no, sorry, San Diego. They're in San Diego. They're, it's like a wealthy suburb of San Diego. Do you know um, what that... Torrance Shipman. What's the school name was, called? Rancho County Tor- Rancho County Do you know what Rancho Carney Do you know what that translates school. to? It's like meat something meat farm meat, or meat something farm which is so funny. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> but Rancho Carney High School. It's not a real thing. It's just a bring it on thing, but I'm pretty sure that translates to meat farm. Yeah, I, I I didn't take Spanish, so I don't know. We know. <laughs> but I believe that. I we believe know. That. This is it's been well established here on Decon Intern that I do not speak Spanish. So 
and we're not even going to get into that. We're not even going to get into that. To speak Spanish on this podcast again. So, yeah, it follows Torrance Shipman as she kind of takes over the reins of this cheerleading team in this wealthy suburb. Um, and she quickly discovers that their previous captain, Big Red, stole all of their routines from a like inner city Los Angeles East Compton high school. They stole it from and like so, the girls of color, like the black girls and the yeah, Hispanic girls. Yeah, yeah like the East Compton Clovers. Yeah, that's it's a classic it's case a movie, of like movie. white imperialism. Yeah, it's a movie and colonial about cultural appropriation from yeah, the year wow. 2000. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's so true. It really is though. And it's like I yeah. one of my favorite lines, it's like so true is like um they like when she discovers that like Big Red stole all these cheers, Gabrielle Union's character, who's named Isis by the way, a name that is also dated. <laughs> There's no yes. new Isis babies in 2020. But um, she said, she's like, you really think a white girl wrote that? And it's like, that's a good point. Because there's like songs that come out that it's like, you can tell that like Ariana Grande songs were not written by a white girl. And it's like, they're not. They're written by her friend who is a black girl. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. But something else I have in my notes is I never understood if this movie was supposed to take place at the beginning of the year or the end of the year. Why is Big Red still there? So here's the thing. The movie kind of opens with, it's like the beginning of the school year, I think, because they talk about the first football game and they're announcing that Torrance is the new captain. I, I think that Big Red is there to kind of like hand off the torch, but she should definitely be at college. Yeah. Because Torrance's boyfriend had to go to college is going to Cal State or whatever. Dominguez Hills. <laughs> Dominguez Hills. Yeah, okay. Sure. Um. And he's so he like drops her off on her first day of senior year and then drives off to college, which is funny. Yeah. Um, he had to g- so I think it's supposed to be like in the fall, but I think it's supposed to kind of span the year because I would assume that nationals are in spring in springtime. Yeah. And it would take all year to, for Missy to learn the cheers too, like the routines and yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, that yep. makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So this. The cast of this movie is just fucking stacked. We've got Kirsten Dunst as Torrance Shipman. We have Eliza Dushku as Missy Pantone. We've got Jesse Bradford as Cliff Pantone. Gabrielle Union as Isis. Um, Claire Kramer, who was also on an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer as kind of a, a villain character, is Courtney. There's just... A, it's, the cast is so good. And in, in this huge uh, cast, they don't have a coach. That's another thing I w- I'm very, like, curious about. There is no yeah, coach to yeah. this team. This high school you, cheerleading team. Did you watch Cheer on Netflix? I didn't, but it's on my short list. Series? Okay. I watched it at, like, the very beginning of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, they have coaches. Because my... Yeah, yeah, they do. They're, and that's... I mean, it's it's college level. It's, like... Even in college, they have coaches. Higher like, than... But, like, yeah, they obviously have coaches. The The docuseries is pretty much about, like, the coach and how she got to where she because is. Because something very and interesting is, like, it's like tw- it's announced that Torrance is captain. And then she goes, okay, well, like, here's what we're going to do. And she announces, like, the yeah, stunt gonna that they're going to try. Yeah, we're going to do a wolf wall, which is... And it's just like, okay, they announced you as captain, not coach. Attempted. I wrote in my notes, yeah. where are the grown-ups? <laughs> <laughs> where are the grown-ups? That's a great question. In this entire movie... No- where are the there grown-ups? There are no fucking grown-ups. <laughs> there are no grown-ups. 
yeah. unless they are footing the bill. Yeah, right. Um, I literally can't even think of a grown-up character in this entire movie. Torrance's parents are in it. They're like, they mitigate some fights between her and, and her, her brother. brother. Yeah, okay, I remember that. But I don't know if they even have names. What, what kind of a name is Torrance? I don't know. And why are they called the Toros? Is that on purpose? Like, are they trying That's to... like, such a weird thing where it was like... Is it... It kind of made you feel like the movie was a dream. It's like yeah. Torrance was leading the Toros. Right? Like, I always remember being like, mean? okay, so she's captain of the Toros? Like, I don't know what a Toro is. Like, are but... they called Toros after her or... It's very confusing. It is very confusing. But um, I love when Torrance asks but... um, about Cliff's the class t- the clash t-shirt she goes is that your yes. band and i love and that he's like oh the clash yeah, this is what i mean is like his his very subtle brand of like too good for it douchebag <laughs> was 100 percent my type that's so funny oh my god isn't that like disgusting yeah i want to beat him <laughs> up like <laughs> jesse bradford is so hot oh my god he's so, so hot. hot no like i'm, I'm over he him he has too. He has, like, a fucking daddy beard now. Like, you can look him up on Instagram. Oh, there was this challenge going around recently where male celebrities, and there are probably some female celebrities as well, but I saw less of that. But celebrities were doing this challenge where they would do a handstand and then have to, like, put on a T-shirt. Okay. While they were in a handstand. And Jesse Bradford did it where he was, like, started shirtless did the handstand put on the t-shirt and then took it off and put it back on like three more times because he's that ripped and strong damn and it was that sounds so hot i need to see that video i'm remind me to (laughs) look that up afterwards okay i'll send it to you okay good so hot but so so yeah so let's just kind of go through our notes i guess is probably the best way to do this because i think again most people have seen this movie we don't have to, like, break it down, like, plot point by plot point. Okay. Um, so what 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 do you have as another note? I I do have a note that the – so I talked about the director a little bit, Peyton Reed. He directed Ant-Man. And actually all of the T-shirts that Cliff wears in this, like all the old band T-shirts, mm-hmm. are from Peyton Reed's personal wardrobe. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he's – Maybe you should fuck Peyton like Reed. The, the, brand, the brand of nerd he is. No, that's okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, same. But the the writer the writer of this was like a culture writer. She covered like hip hop, and she her name's Jessica Bettinger, and she wrote this movie and pitched it for a long time before it finally got picked up. But she was very obsessed with the idea of blending aspects of hip hop culture with like cheerleading culture because she thought it was something that hadn't been done before and it'd be really interesting on screen. And she was absolutely right. Yeah, this movie is great yeah i totally agree um, she also she ended up being a creative consultant on sex in the city Ooh, she was a creative consultant for a bunch of episodes of that and she also wrote stick it which is like another gymnastic yeah movie, i remember watching that on adjacent family. and she wrote aquamarine which <gasps> was like oh my god you should talk about aquamarine on this podcast <laughs> that was an iconic movie jojo emma roberts um that other bitch like oh my god it was so good that other bitch (laughs) like i don't know she was blonde the mermaid one i don't know her name i don't know if she did anything else but i have no idea who's in that movie i just know i just know that jojo was the same (laughs) the same writer was in it 
Oh my god, that's a great movie. You should have. You should watch that. Wrote it. I will. I'll. Ch- I'll see if I can find it. Okay. Um. So that's great. Um. Uh, after I have where are the grown ups? Um. What kind of a name is Torrance? Oh, I wrote okay. first F slur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots yeah. of gay slurs. So that was the first one. I wrote it down. So many gay slurs, which again was so. It's so indicative of the time. I, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. It, at the time it's just what you said very, yeah it's just what it's what you fucking said and especially about male cheerleaders like that's what you said yeah Ex- which is not right it's fucked up for so many reasons like, and again uh, it feels so 2000 and i love how this uh show or movie also breaks the the stereotype that all male cheerleaders are gay too because we have the cheerleader who likes to finger the girl that he lifts up um, yes yeah he just sometimes lets a digit <laughs> slip, slip in. in yeah he, he says yeah yeah so That's jan 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 the cheerleading man jan the cheerleading man so we know that he's straight at least a little bit yeah and, at least and a digit's worth <laughs> <laughs> at least a digit's worth <laughs> like a little bit um yes so I, I had a note about the locker room scene at the beginning of the movie, which, again, like, we are adults talking about this. Movie, <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> but the locker room scene is, like, such a staple of this era of movie. Like, there's I feel like there's always got to be a fucking locker room scene. Sexy teens. And this was this was, like, the hottest version. Of yes, that. I agree. Yeah. And, like, another like, thing that I love... Um, the girls getting ready for their first cheerleading practice where the new captain's going to be announced and they're like changing and like calling each other fat when obviously none of them are fat. Obviously none of them are fat. By any stretch of the imagination. Everyone makes fun of Darcy's ass for being big. I was going to say, like, yeah, that's one of she's fucking stacked. Like she looks so good. That's one of my favorite things about like how you can tell the different times is because like in the two thousands, like having a big butt was bad. It was like, that's yeah. honestly crazy to think about. Like, it's so funny in this movie they're making fun of her for having a fat ass, and like now it's like right. girls are literally now it's like everyone's you photo doing squats. Yeah, you like Photoshop so. your butt to look bigger in pictures. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. so funny. So I hope that girl is like winning now. Yes, same. Blessings to all of the Bring It On cast as well as everyone who has ever been on the Disney Channel. Blessings, unless they're like Republicans Blessings. or something. Yeah, well, then fuck them. <laughs> then fuck them. Fuck them. Do you have anything to say about the if audition scene? If they don't support Medicare for all, fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, yeah, the, the audition scene is so great. It's, like, again, a classic audition montage scene. And the one thing that always sticks out to me in the scene is there's, like, they keep cutting back to this girl with, like, weird pigtails. Okay. And towards the end of the scene, she has, like, these, like, braids, and they're, like... So her hair is like split down the middle, like parted on the middle, braids, but then like wrapped up weird into little pigtails. Sure. And they keep cutting back to her. And towards the end of the scene, she says something like, and do you have to wear underwear under those little like Spanx things? Because I don't like wearing underwear. And then it immediately cuts to Kirsten Nuts going, thanks. And just the way, like the tone and the inflection she uses when she says thanks is something that runs through my brain all the time that's so funny it's so funny how just like immediately shuts it down like no like she's 
clearly not actually saying thank you to this bitch. And it's just so good. Maybe you're, she's so good. Kirsten because you're so good. more aware of the era that this was filmed. What is the hairstyle that Missy does towards the beginning of the movie with like twists in her hair? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so that, weird. Yes. It's so I know weird. what you mean. It's like that's how she showed up to her first day of school. I feel like for someone who comes out so hard against cultural appropriation, I feel like that hairstyle is probably cultural appropriation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it, I don't even know what it was. It's just like looking at it. I'm like, what I don't is know that? either. But she it's like it's like she tried to do twists, but didn't actually secure them anyhow. And didn't, yeah, you know, it's. It's, it's interesting. Weird. It's weird. But in the audition scene, the, we I also get our second think... Gaysler. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of Gayslers. A lot of Gayslers. A lot of Gayslers. And we also get the song, the Warrant song, Cherry Pie. Yes. Which I discovered while doing research for this episode cost the studio $40,000. Holy shit. They paid $40,000 in the year 2000 to play Warren's Cherry Pie in Bring It On. Do you know the guy who sang that song, like, killed himself because he was a one-hit wonder? Really? Yeah, friend of the pod, Valerie, taught me this. Unless I'm thinking about the wrong song. Unless I'm thinking about the wrong one-hit wonder. But if I'm pretty sure it's this guy. Like, he literally, like, only was, like, the Cherry Pie guy and, like, he wanted to do other things. But, like, no one let him. So he killed himself. I mean, I believe that because I don't, I couldn't, like, gun to my head could not name another Warren song. I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's because he did not live much longer after the success of Cherry Oh, that's so sad. Right? Isn't that crazy, though? So I was kind of thinking of that during that scene. Yeah. Other than, like, this this slutty teenager. This movie had an $11 million budget. Wow. Which, that's, like, obviously a lot of money, but, like, that's a pretty small movie budget, considering... Yeah. Granted, there's not a lot of, like, visual effects or anything in this movie, but... Because they had to send them all to, like, cheerleading camp. Yeah, they all... The entire cast went to cheerleading camp for a month to prep because Peyton Reed didn't want to use body doubles for any of, like, the actual cheer scenes. I love that. So they, That's like, method acting, had to, like, They all had to fucking method act. I love that. Go to cheerleading camp and, like, get ripped. Acting. For the theater. This is, yeah, this is probably, like, the skinniest Kirsten Dunst ever was. was in this They movie. are all so skinny. It's insane. They're so skinny. Yeah. Like, crazy. And, and it's, again, it's just very indicative of the time. Granted, most actors are still very skinny now, but um, I feel like it's more acceptable to have a range. Yes of body sizes now than it was in 2000 yeah because they're all like size zero or two at most like they they it's very tongue-in-cheek how they like make fun of each other for having big butts and stuff but like probably actually they were made fun of for these things yeah that's crazy when they were filming this fucking movie yeah um which is crazy. Another thing I have in my notes is I love the football game where no one gives a shit about the football team, but everyone goes crazy for the cheerleaders. Yes, they cheer for the cheerleaders, which is that's gender equality kind of an, I- an iconic cliff line. Yeah, that's amazing. So, I love that. Yeah, and then the it's the, I love the moment when the football team is walking off the field and they're trying to make fun of um, 
Jan and whatever his name is, the other cheerleader. Yeah. And they're like, they do like a little mock cheer. And Jan's like, dude, you just fucking lost. Yeah, I love that too. That's so funny. football game. Like, why are you making fun of me? I love that the, like, the Hawkeye, um, Cliff, he's reading a book at the football game. That's the most annoying thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Because he's just so cool and different. Yeah, he's. And just above it all. He's so cool. But he wants, he wants to bang Torrance so bad. Yeah, it's like, me too. She was, like, the first time, or the first person to talk to him at his new school. So, yeah, that means something, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also like the classes cheer. That's all right. That's okay. You're going to pump our gas someday. What's wrong with pumping yes. gas? Like nothing, but that's very, again, very, <laughs> very 2000. It's Let's so cancel it. No, it's like, I love, like, this cancel is my favorite it. movie. And here's all the reasons it should be canceled. <laughs> yes, exactly. But again, this is this is like a rich suburb of San Diego where they are appropriating and stealing cheers from fucking East Compton. Like, of course, they're going to have. Oh, that's all right. That's OK. You're going to pump our gas someday. Cheer. Yeah. It's just weird that they didn't cheer that to the Clovers. Um, We have a, because we have that's a, how racist they are. We have a question about um one of the cheers. Oh, do you know what it is? Because I know what it is. No, go ahead. Okay, it's. I think it's just the question is. I'll find who wrote it, but it's just. It's cold in here, or is it cold in here? Oh yeah, I think that was Doctor Don Hatton. It it was Doctor Don Hatton. They just said, "Is it cold in here?" To which I would reply, "Yeah, burr. There it's must, cold in here. <laughs> there must be some clovers in the atmosphere <laughs> because they actually wrote it." Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, one of the th- one of the other facts I found out when I was doing research for this episode is that the uh, the Toros cheerleading team and the Clovers cheerleading team had different choreographers. So like the Toros cheers are obviously based on and stolen from the Clovers, mm-hmm. but they actually like the movie actually hired different choreographers for each team, so they would look different. That's cool. They obviously do look different. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. That they actually had different people doing that 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 is cool um yeah what is one of the other notes i have um (laughs) oh here's a a hot take i guess maybe perhaps so (laughs) i don't even know if i should say this i just wrote here's what i wrote while i was on like my third white claw last night watching this this is regarding the siblings um missy and cliff i've i would watch incest porn of these siblings That's all I wrote. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Eliza Dushku and Jesse Bradford are both so fucking hot. And they kind of look alike. So, like, it's good casting that they're siblings. But, yeah. It's like, I wanted them to make out the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. They have, they, there was some tension there, you know? And especially in the, in the car wash scene. Yes. Shows up at the car wash and he's there to look. Yes. But, Missy steps out in front of him before while he's like, you know, staring longingly at Torrance. Yeah. That and the camera just like zooms in on Eliza Dushku's boobs. Uh-huh. And a, he, of course, acts horrified because it's his sister. But. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I thought the whole scene is kind of hot, too, Um, which is a very interesting scene, like for these minors. Um, 
the car wash scene is was very very interesting about these high school yeah high school very girls sexualized scene about high school students yeah um i'm trying to find the question because i have next in my notes something about um the Which teeth brushing I, they still do like if you if you watch like riverdale they still have yeah that's a, a good point scenes where they're like sexualizing high school students which, you know, you might say their target demographic is high school students. But does that make it okay? I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, also, in the next in my notes I have about the, the teeth brushing scene. And then, but that's relevant to one of our questions. Dana at Some Star Stuff asked, teeth brushing scene, hot or gross? What do you think, Chelsea? Yeah. I think it's hot. Oh, me too. Yes. Okay, good. I think I honestly and I think I've said this before like I've tweeted this out before the toothbrushing scene is I think like the best depiction of sexual tension I've ever seen on screen totally agree have you like the 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 give and take the push and pull yes that's beautiful Torrance and Cliff it's just the fact that she takes these dainty little she like very daintily spits out her toothpaste and he just like gulps a mouthful of water and swishes it around it's just like yeah that is hot it was mind-blowing to me yeah and that was apparently that was apparently the last scene they shot in the entire movie like that was the final scene that's kind of cute isn't that isn't that cute um which explains why it came across so well because at that point in time jesse bradford and kirsten dunst like knew knew each each other very well well. yeah um have you seen the thank you next music video from ariana grande yes she does that she does that scene in that the teeth yeah scene. i know i wrote that down that's, that's actually that's probably when i tweeted out that it was like the best depiction of sexual tension was probably when thank you next came out yeah <laughs> i love that because it's just it's such an iconic scene. yeah no so we're yeah. pro we're pro the teeth brushing scene i think it was very hot very cute yeah i think i think in any other movie i probably wouldn't be that into it but it just it works so well and i think that the scene right before that when torrance walks in on him playing his guitar just segues perfectly into them in the bathroom yeah for sure standing a foot away from each other brushing their teeth for sure it's just great it's so good um so i will say that i watched this with headphones on earlier today which i've never done before i've never watched this movie with headphones and so i've never actually like heard all of the sound editing up close Mm -hmm. And the sound editing in this movie is very funny. Like, the sound effects they pick for when they're doing gymnastics. Like, when Missy is auditioning and she has to do the whole, like, front handspring, yeah. step out, round off, back handspring, step out, round off, back handspring, full twisting layout. You wrote that down. They do these <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> did you know what that was? Oh, of course I did. I used to know it by heart. Oh, but my I God. I couldn't do it, so I did have to write it out for this. Oh, my God. I used to be able to, like, recite it from memory because I've seen this movie a hundred times. That's so funny. But I did write it out to make sure I didn't fuck it up. <laughs> um, but they use these, like, it sounds like someone's punching someone. It's just very funny sound effects. So if you watch it with headphones. Maybe I'll do that later. Experience. Yeah, because I have it on my laptop. So it's wild. Yeah, I had my like noise canceling Bluetooth headphones Ooh. on. And I was like, this is the funniest shit I've ever heard. That is very funny. I love I love a movie with good sound effects. Um, yeah. Do you want to do another note or another question? 
let's do go ahead and do i'm pretty much done with my notes so if you have any other notes let's just knock those i should have went through and edited this um i also have written down that um cliff has a matchbox 20 poster in his dorm or not cliff um the other one <laughs> the boyfriend the boyfriend the cheer boyfriend yeah. he has a matchbox 20 poster in his dorm um da, 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 da. i'm gonna wear my hair and pigtails because of this movie yeah yeah um the person tells him to develop eating disorders spear fingers yeah <laughs> oh sparky sparky palastri let's talk about that for a second sparky palastri is of course the choreographer they bring in once they realize all of their routines are stolen from the east compton clovers they fundraise 1500 bucks they get 500 bucks from darcy's dad to bring in this choreographer and apparently so Peyton Reed directed a bunch of episodes of Upright Citizens Brigade and the actor who plays Sparky Palastri, what's his name? Ian something, Ian Roberts. He's like an Upright Citizens Brigade alum. Okay. And so most of his scenes were all improvised. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. That's so funny. I don't that know. It's like that I don't know. That's one insane. Of the facts I discovered. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's crazy. So Peyton Reed Peyton Reed brought him in to play this role and kind of just gave him the direction to play the role with some pizzazz and comedy. And Ian Roberts just kind of ran with it and created Sparky Palastri. That's so funny. I love that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But like part of it is like he tells them he's like, um, everyone think about what you ate today. Cut it in half. That's called a diet. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then, um, yeah, I mean, anorexia was so big in the aughts that that's, again, just kind of one in the fucking same. Yeah, and then, like, he tells the one girl, he's like, and you can just stop eating altogether. Yeah, because your ass will just... Yeah. The fat from your ass will be redistributed throughout your body, which is, of course, not how it works. <laughs> Thank you, Chelsea, um, just to clear up any misconceptions. Just to clear up any confusion here. It's not how it works. Um. Yeah. All bodies are good bodies true um yeah also like the routine that he choreographs is like awful god awful it's really bad and of course he gives it to other teams and that's what causes their but it's just like how did they let him do that like how did they not notice that 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 was an awful routine yeah i have no idea the spirit fingers it's so bad it's very bad and that's it's just even to this day like watching them perform this routine after they just witnessed another school do the same routine it's like still just as painful now to watch as it was yeah 20 years ago yeah it's very bad um like knowing they have nothing else they have to do it and they have to just make the best of it it's so funny it is very funny but it's like still like such a bad routine like watching it i was just like this is so how could you convince like be convinced that just because this guy costs two thousand dollars that i don't know i guess it's i don't even know what i'm saying like they but have to it's... do they have to do jumping jacks like they <laughs> part of the routine is jumping jacks which can't i don't know anything about cheerleading but that can't be like <laughs> yeah worth a lot of points that can't be worth a whole lot of points um and i love i love when cliff and whatever the boyfriend's name is i always forget his name yeah when they like are standing when they start the routine and then they sit down halfway through because they realize it's <laughs> so bad that's funny um i also just oh i wrote down torrance's gay cheating boyfriend is the worst <laughs> yes oh yeah he sucks what the fuck is his name i don't know what i what did i call he's like very gay but he also has sex with women so it's interesting um yeah 
but another thing I have written is Aaron. Aaron. Of course, his name is Aaron. Torrance has the word hair taped to her wall. What? Yes, I will. Like in the beginning? No, and like towards the end when she's like playing the music, she put the music CD. Like playing the I'll feed you bonbons every day. It's just that Cliff wrote. Yeah, it's like the word hair cut out from a magazine, like taped to her wall. It's just like I love being a teen girl. It's her vision board. Yeah. Being a teen girl is just like thinking about hair and makeup. Hair. I'm gonna write the word hair on my wall. Hair and makeup and, and then fingernails. Maybe, maybe my hair will stop. Cheer, writing. friends. Like hope, Cheer. inspire, live, laugh, love. <laughs> live, laugh, love. Um. What else do I have written down? Yeah. I have written down the dance remix of the little pump pop punk song. I love it. Yeah. But they do their final like yeah. cheer too. I I do, and that's that's also like another like iconic thing. And they kind of do it in the decom. Gotta kick it up, which is after Bring It On, and Gotta Kick It Up, and then Bring It On. They watch a bunch of other dance stuff mm-hmm. to come up with their routine for their final competition. Okay. So like in Bring It On, they watch a bunch of dancing like movies and they they go to like swing classes and they go and like watch a mime perform and stuff yeah. so they're trying to get like ideas of other types of dance to incorporate in their routine and they do the same thing in the decom gotta kick it up where they talk to the girls families about different um different dances from their own heritage so they do like salsa and flamenco and right cha-cha and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so it's again it's another trope from bringing on that has been seen in a bunch of other movies um yeah i agree i love it and then the very last note i have is the ending dance routine with bloopers movies today could never and yeah, i agree when they do the the mickey yeah. song yep and who covers it for the soundtrack i have no idea I that written down somewhere but that's such an amazing um, like last bewitched. scene who do you know bewitched yeah like the show they did no, Bewitched, like, the music group. <laughs> they were, like, an Irish or Scottish music oh, group. Oh, then no. Say La Vie. Then no. Say La Vie was, like, a very popular late 90s song. You'd probably recognize it if you heard it. Um, but Bewitched did the cover of Mickey that they do during the end credits of the movie. Damn, cool. Well, I love it. And I love, like, the bloopers. Movies don't do enough bloopers today. Like, we want to see... No. We want to see the bloopers. No. It's... They're, like... They're like Blu-ray extras, if anything. And it's like, no, I want them in the, in credits. the end credits. Exactly. I love that. Put that shit in the credits. My favorite is when there's a, like an animated movie and they'll animate bloopers. Have you ever seen those? They do that. I think yeah. they do that with like yes. Monsters, Inc. Yes. So funny. Think, yeah, they do it with Monsters, Inc. And I, I want to say they did it in one of the Ice Age movies, too. That's so funny. It's so weird. It's like this is such a <laughs> weird waste of money. Yeah. Okay, so I have one other fun fact I found. What's up? Um, Kirsten Dunst didn't originally want the role of Torrance. Why not? Like, they basically had to beg her to be in this movie. So, originally the role of Torrance was offered to Marley Shelton, who has been in a million things. She's like a character actor. Um, but she was probably most known for playing Wendy Peppercorn in the Sandlot, who's oh. the one that's the, the like the lifeguard. Yeah. 
Um, she's also in Scream 4, and like I said, she's in a bunch of other stuff. You can yeah. look her up. I'm not going to go through her, her whole IMDb catalog. But um, So Marley Shelton was originally offered the part of Torrance, but she decided to turn down the role to be in the movie Sugar and Spice, which is the other cheerleading movie that came out at roughly the same time. Oh, Sugar and Spice, I've mentioned on the podcast before because it was written by Francine McDougall, who directed Cowbells, which is the Alley and AJ decom. She also directed Go Figure. Um, but Sugar and Spice is about a cheerleading, like a group of cheerleaders who pull off a heist. Like they rob a bank because one of them is pregnant and has to like oh wow get money to care for her baby. It's like a darker bring it on. It's really good if you haven't seen I, it. I do need to see that. I haven't seen it. it. Yeah. That sounds good. I should find it. And I should fucking stream it in my Discord because it's such a good movie. I haven't seen it in forever. And I'd love to rewatch it. That sounds good. But so anyway, so... So they originally offered the part to Marley. She turned it down. And then Peyton Reed is the one who wanted Kirsten Dunst to sign on for Torrance. But she said no, like multiple times. She kept turning him down. And then she finally said yes. Came on board. Went to cheerleading camp. And the rest is history. <laughs> and the rest is history. I couldn't, imagine, I couldn't imagine this movie being nearly as successful with anyone else in the role. Yeah, I agree. Like anyone else from the year 2000... I don't think would have had the charisma to do this, to like play Torrance. Yeah, I agree. So vulnerable and confident and funny and just, just great. What about Brittany Murphy? Brittany Murphy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like going through Marley Shelton's discography. Um, What's it called? Filmography, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, but I agree. It's such an iconic movie for so many reasons. And wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to bring it on. Do we have any more questions? Yeah, we've got. Um, let's see here. Uh, from Vulgar Lasagna. Hello. VL says, hi, love the show. Yes, we know. <laughs> um, yes. He wants know. to know what our favorite desserts are, which I think is a great fucking question because. Wow. Yes, I want to talk about dessert. I'm going to go and... Do you have one? I'm Right now, I would love some ice cream, but I think my favorite dessert overall Ooh. is pie. Oh, interesting. What Do you have like a specific kind of no, pie? No, and that's like? what's so great about pie is you can go so many ways with it. Um, yeah. And I appreciate everyone. Like I love, I love the staples. I love apple. I love pumpkin. Like I love any of it. I love a pumpkin pie. Yep. Absolutely. So I, I love pie and ice cream i think i'm just noticing sorry i have the movie on in the background and torrance has a fucking nancy kerrigan poster on her bedroom wall who's nancy kerrigan <laughs> nancy kerrigan is who tanya harding need <laughs> like she fucking tanya harding hired that guy wait to need nancy is kerrigan nancy kerrigan Olympics. wearing like a cast in the poster no she's just like in her skates on that's ice, so but. funny well, because Nancy Kerrigan was the favorite. That's so funny. I w- and was because I like to think if you haven't seen the movie I Tanya, it's very fucking good. I like to think that if I was a teen girl at the time, I would have had a Tanya Harding poster on my wall. Oh, I for sure had like Michelle Kwan shit. Like I was very into ice skating when <laughs> I was like eight. That's very cool. I couldn't I couldn't do it myself, but like was very into the like 1998 Olympics, like Winter Olympics or whatever. Maybe it was 96. I don't remember. 
before anyway, my time. That was before you were born. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you you like pie. You like all the kinds of pie. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm not a big pie person. Really? Because I don't love pie crust. <gasps> That's the best part. I know. I just don't like pie crust that much. I love a pie crust. I'm a I'm a big fan of like cake Ooh. and cookies. Like I love a classic chocolate chip cookie. Ooh. But I think if I like if I had to pick like if it was my last meal, I had to pick a dessert, it would be red velvet cake. Yeah, that's like my mom. My mom loves red velvet cake. I love a red velvet cake with like a cream cheese frosting. Mm. 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 <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Doesn't that sound fucking good? That right sounds now? amazing. I'm gonna fucking make a cake this weekend, a quarantine cake. Quarantine cake, both spelled with Q's yes. or C's or one of the other. Yes. Yes. Hit me with the next question. Okay, so th- Thank you, VL, for Thank that Thank you, VL. Question. We love you. Um, next question is from Shampoodler. He says, do you think Kirsten Dunst would be into me? No. No. I agree. Yeah, I'm glad no. we agree. I'm glad we have a, an, an unanimous <laughs> agreement. No. I mean. <laughs> Why would she no. be? Why would she be? <laughs> and she, I say that with the seen, most love. Have you, have you seen the men she has dated? Fat Damon, as our friend Rich might say. Yeah, Rich Rich referred to Jesse Plemons, who's Kirsten Dunst's fiance, father of her child Enos. Enos. Um he has referred to Jesse Plemons as Fat Damon, <laughs> which made me cackle. <laughs> because it's both so accurate and so funny. Because <laughs> he does look I'm like a fat Matt Damon. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, but no, Kirsten Dunst has like dated some real. She like she did fucking Jake J- Jake Gyllenhaal. Damn, like come on, come on. Okay, come but Shampoodler and like the Doughboys, like you know what I mean. Like so, she could. I mean, Shampoodler does make drops exactly. If you, so if you ask Kirsten Dunst what a drop is, she will one thousand percent not have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we should ask her. My apologies to Shampoodler. Yeah, but no. Okay. Yep. Figure that one out. So sorry. So sorry. Um, uh, Eric Regan at Eric Regan asks, can Jane please rant about MLB owners? No, because she's not here. Jane, we love you. Jane, we miss you. Jane, feel better. Yes. I will. I will let I will encourage Jane to talk about baseball on our next episode. Yes. Um, sorry about that. So and. I think I'm just looking at the tweet. We have two more questions. Yeah, go ahead. And they're both good. We have Rich asked at job for a heifer asks, do you think Kirsten Dunst believes in God? And I'm going to say hi, Richie. Hi, Richie. And I'm going to say, yes, I do think she believes in God. I think she's a God fearing woman. Yes. I think she's definitely Christian. Um, We've mentioned on the podcast, I think during our, oh, do you want to say your, your thing? Oh, um, what, I think, oh, yeah, 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 this, this is what I was, like, planning, is. yeah, this is what I was planning the whole time, but, um, I think that you should be referring to this point of time in your podcast, since you're uh-huh, uh-huh. doing lots of, like, um, Kirsten Dunst movies, as Dunst Munst. I love it, Dunst Munst. This is our Dunst Munst. Yeah. Which is so hard to say. It's very hard to say, wow. and it also doesn't really look that good, but it's kind of good in theory. It was it was very funny on Twitter. You sent it to me, <laughs> um, but it is hard to say out loud. Hard to say out loud. This and is, this is our dunst, our dunst months. Um, 
And so we're talking all about her. And she endorsed Bernie Sanders. Oh, really? Queen. Yeah. She, like, had a fucking Instagram post where she went all in and was like, Kirsten Dunst endorses Bernie Sanders for these reasons. But she also believes in God, though, I'm sure. This is, she's, yeah, she's my fucking queen. But, yeah, she probably does believe in God. You think she believes in God? I don't think she's, I don't think she's, like, too crazy about it. I don't think she's, like, Oh, me either? Yeah, me either. But I think she's definitely, like. She's, like, a progressive, like, Christian. Maybe, like, a a Protestant or something. Yeah, she'd want to, like, she'd want to have a a proper burial, like, in a a church with a graveyard and stuff like that. She'd get her kids baptized. Stuff like that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, last question is at Ceiling Valerie. Our friend Valerie asks, how much is it like uncut gems? Yes. Uh, Love this question. I like this question too. Um, I've only watched uncut gems once. I've seen it twice. Um, And I don't know how much it's like uncut gems. I'm going to say not a whole lot. (laughs) Yeah, I think not a whole lot. I think that uncut gems is a lot darker um <laughs> i love that is there like is question. there is there cultural appropriation in uncut gems? i was thinking about I um there's basketball in uncut gems and basketball can have yeah. cheerleaders so oh, that's kind of a connection go. that might make sense but other than that that's a connection that's a connection i'm not really sure how that could fit into the same so um i don't know if it's good news or bad news but they're not not really no they're not similar not like uncut yeah, gems i think it's I think not super similar. <laughs> um, but love the question. Love the question. All the same. All the same. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on to. Bring it on. Too fast to bring it on. Yeah. Too fast to on. Tokyo. Bring it on to Tokyo Drift. Tokyo <laughs> Drift. Those are the only so, three Fast and Furious movies I've seen is the first three. It's like Too Fast and Furious and Tokyo Drift. Like Fast Five is a lot of fun. Really? Should I watch that one? And I think the the eighth one is a lot of fun, too. Okay, I'll watch those. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty good. Cool. They're pretty good. It's my next activity. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So I think we have sufficiently covered Bring It On. I think I have said all of the fun facts I researched. Um, Lydia, any other final thoughts on Bring It On? Great movie all around. Uh, recommend it to everyone. If you haven't seen Bring It On, like if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, like, oh my God, watch it. Um, I paid for it somewhere. So yeah. like hit me up if you can't find a copy of it on the internet and I'll give you my copy of it. But, um, yeah, <laughs> like stop listening to this podcast and go fucking watch Bring yeah. It On. It's so good. It's very good. Um, Yeah and yeah it comes it comes on and off streaming services frequently like netflix will have it for a couple months and then it'll disappear and then it'll come back a few months later so right so check again if you if you ever catch it on netflix just fucking watch it it's such a good movie it holds up except for the slurs the slurs are not great it holds up Uh, except for the parts that don't hold up like yeah exactly like it's it's such a funny movie it's so fun to watch you do gotta cringe a little bit at the slurs yeah, but that's part of it. That's part of the experience. Like, it's part of it. It's it's a period piece. It's a period 20 piece. Years old. Yeah, it really is 20 though. Twenty years old. Twenty years old. Damn. It captures that time perfectly. I agree. Yeah. Great. Great. 
Okay, well, look at it. do you have anything to plug? Just my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Litterito, L-Y-D-O-R-I-T-O. That's it. Litterito. Yeah. Lydia, you've been a guest on some podcasts recently. You were on an episode of Social Discasting yep. with friend of the pod, Benedict Turdsman. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on an episode a couple weeks ago as well. It's a great podcast that he's doing three times a week during quarantine where he's just talking to people, catching up with them. And just asking what they're doing and, and how they're doing. And it's it's great. It's a really refreshing podcast to listen to right now. So I agree. Episodes are like 20 minutes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Check out Social Discasting. You're a great plugger. That's what you're plugging, Social Discasting. I and love that. And yeah, plugging that. I'm also plugging your episode of Burn After Noticing, which was very funny. Yeah, that show's literally insane. Uh, you got to do you got to do a heist episode of, of Burn After Noticing, yeah. which was fun. It was a fun episode. Like it definitely caught my interest. But the show's awful. Yeah. All, overall, like a terrible the show. show. The show is awful. Yeah, it's a bad show. But but God bless Burn After Noticing. They're doing the the Lord's work. They really there, are. So. I love them both. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll plug them. Plug those shows. Um and follow me on and Chelsea on Twitter. Follow Chelsea too. And Jane, who's not here. Yeah. You can follow me at Manchester. You can follow Jane at Jane OST underscore, I think, is what her thing is now. You can follow the podcast at DCOM Intern. You can rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. We're on, like, you know, Spotify and everything else as well. What is going to be the first DCOM you do when you come back to DCOMs? I don't know. You know, we had this plan of, of talking about the Halloween DCOMs finally in April, and that just kind of, you know, came and went, fell apart. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think we, I want to do the Halloween ones soon. So I'm not, I got to talk to Jane, check in with her, see what we're going to do next. We might be done with our dunst munst. Yeah. Um, maybe like a Halloween in June could be fun. Pivoting to something else, but we're definitely doing the Halloween episodes. Jane can't get out of that. I won't (laughs) let her wriggle her way out of that because they're the best e-comps and we've been saving them saving them up and we got to do them so cool. so we will get those done but uh we also wanted to do a, a commentary track for the movie life size with you at some i know point in time i would love the to tyra banks Lindsay lohan uh doll come to life which is actually story, decom adjacent it's not an actually a decom but decom adjacent yeah it's it's was one of those weird wonderful world of disney movies that they aired on abc family but like uh, if you ask me so it is a disney channel disney owned but not technically a decom if we want to be like you know specific like elon musk about it who well actually grimes hours after giving birth to their child yeah because she cited the wrong plane model i fuck i hate him so much fuck elon musk i I hate him so much (laughs) anyway fuck elon musk fuck disney fuck rich people stay safe everyone yep Stay healthy, wear your masks, wash your hands. The usual. Thank you for listening. Lydia, thank you for joining me. No today. problem. For being our very first guest co host of DCOM Intern. No problem. I couldn't imagine it being anyone other than you. <laughs> so this was this was perfect. Amazing. I love you guys so much. And I would love to like talk about life ti- life size sometime too, because that movie's kinda crazy. Yeah. Also not like Tyra Banks is like back in the zeitgeist because everyone's canceling her for how awful she was. So Yes. Um Yeah. Tyra Banks is fascinating. And if we do when we I'm gonna say when we do our life size episode, I will do like an expose on all of the <laughs> bat shit things I love Tyra that. Banks has done. I love because that. she is she is fascinating to me. And I used to watch America's Me Next too. Model, so 
Okay, amazing. It's, she's so fascinating. So, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and we'll see you next time on DCOM Intern. Bye. Bye.